0: cliffcentral.com mm. Yeah
1: Is that it? Hey,
0: that song. Is that the mood I, I right can't there. sing I can't sing along to that song. Do you hear what that song says?
1: W- w- no, help
0: me. yosa which is uh my friend, if you don't understand that by now, uh, me I can't help you. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, man. I failed you, haven't I? You have in so many ways. Simon yeah. Adoke, okay, how you doing? <laughs> it's frankly speaking, for one hour. Thank you to uh, to uh, Ben and Mabale. Um, apparently, Gareth is in the states.
0: He's in the states, or oh, he might be in transit. Uh, him and a lot of Americans are <laughs> at the borders right now, trying to find safe passage to wherever. Wherever they apparently can. Apparently
1: the Canadian visa application process online is, has, apps, has, crashed.
0: The, the, the funniest I heard is that the the DRC visa, the, the DRC immigration website has also crashed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so no, no, that's, that's just, that's not, why, why? That's not good. Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's going to the DRC? Why? <laughs> okay. uh, you see now. You see, you see uh, now. No, you, no,
0: why no. are you being that I'm guy? I'm first worlders. Yeah, why are you being that guy? I'm first worlders. Yeah, I know you're being that guy.
1: <laughs> All right. So today on the show, we are talking elections and, uh, Rory, you've got something specific to talk about. Here's the best and worst You're of what's coming. You've
2: sexually assaulted women. Do you understand that? No, I didn't say that at all. I don't think you understood what was said. This was locker room talk. Uh, I'm not proud of it. I apologize to my family. I apologize to the American people.
3: You know, with prior Republican nominees for president, I, I disagreed with them on politics, policies, principles. But I never questioned their fitness to serve. Donald Trump is different. I said starting back in June that he was not fit to be president and commander-in-chief.
2: Now, to solve a problem, you have to be able to state what the problem is or at least say the name. She won't say the name and President Obama won't say the name, but the name is there. It's radical Islamic terror. And before you solve it, you have to say the name.
3: This is a gift to ISIS and the terrorists. Violent jihadist terrorists. We are not at war with Islam.
2: She has tremendous hate in her heart. And when she said deplorables, she meant it.
3: And you never apologize for the racist lie that President Obama was not born in the United States of America, he owes the president an apology. He owes our country an apology. And he needs to take responsibility for his actions and his words. Yeah. So that's
0: what's happening uh, in the U.S. Um, it sounds like Donald Trump is about six uh, electoral college votes from, uh, securing the win and becoming the president of the United States of America. Now, obviously, it's got a lot of... <laughs> are you uh, joking? No, that's exactly <laughs> how it is. It's, uh, it's, uh, oh we are gosh. about, we are on the cusp, uh, on the verge of, uh, uh Donald Trump presidency in the United States of oh, America. Oh, we're now five, sorry, five uh, electoral votes. Five away. electoral mm. v- college votes away. Now, the big thing here is obviously a lot of people are just up in arms. How could this happen? What's going on? Are these people crazy? America has lost its mind. But we, we thought, you know, frankly speaking – uh, what if these people are the rational ones and we're being the irrational ones? Because we, we, we tend to speak about it as if these are irrational people mm. who hunt black people for a living, who, you know, all of these things. But what if these people are rational in their decisions? What is it that we're refusing to see as those of us that call ourselves rational that we, we, we keep labeling them as irrational? Are so, we the outliers? Yeah. Or, or we're just in, in this continued thing of ...constantly labeling people as irrational, we refuse to actually see what is happening. It happened with Brexit... It's happening now in the United States. Even the pollsters got it wrong. This doesn't fit into any sort of a, a model that, that, that guys have because models assume a rational behavior and who decides what rational is, right? So now the question is in this instance, um, what is it that we're seeing here that, that we're refusing to see because we keep labeling it as, as irrational? What, what, what is at the heart of, of the concerns of the people who are voting for Trump mm. and what does it mean for the future of the, of the world?
1: All right, so if you want to join in the conversation, you can hear us up on on uh, WeChat at uh, Cliff Central or you can uh, tweet us your thoughts about this rational world that we think is so irrational uh, looking at uh, the American elections and the results coming in. It is five electoral votes left for Trump to become POTUS and uh, that will be an incredible, interestingly – shit day um, you can re- you can tweet at or at when reality TV becomes reality that's when you know you've got a problem <laughs> you know that is ex- everything that is wrong in reality TV is is symbolized by Donald Trump and he is now going to have the man he's going to have the keys to nuclear war how do you he will
0: never go to nuclear
1: war? How do you know that? That guy
0: has properties around the world. Do You think he's going to he's going to he can't run away. You see, he's also in property. You see, if he was in the financial markets, you could say he could flee into a particular stock that is insulated from the war. This guy has property in all parts of the world. He is not going to start a war because then he is unsafe. There isn't a place where where, where he's safe.
1: You know, it's 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 maybe not only him, but it's you know, talking about what, what you were speaking about earlier and what the show's about, it's what has he tapped into in the human psyche of the majority now of Americans that is, is so, for me, is so scary. You know, we've got mm. rallies in New York, Trump rallies where we've got, um, Trump supporters screaming, we hate blacks, we hate Muslims, make America great again. I don't know what song they were, what tune they were singing that to, but, um, but I mean, that's, the mentality here, and now I'm wondering, you know, are we the irrational ones? Yeah. Well, has the world gone absolutely bonkers? That the irrational are the rational?
0: It hasn't gone bonkers. It is. It's. It's not about bonkers. These people are thinking straight. Mm-hmm. And if we stop, and I think this is what the show is about: is if we stop assuming that these people are bonkers, are stupid, we might actually come to the heart of what's really happening, and maybe we can begin to have an influence in that space. Right now. We are, we can't influence the space because we just think it's irrational and mm-hmm. we don't, we are too. We don't want to understand it. Yeah. And we don't want to understand it. And, you know, let them eat cake type of uh, the last person that said <laughs> let them eat cake, what happened to her? <laughs> that, that's what's happened. What, that's what's going to happen to us if we don't begin to engage seriously with what's going on. Not just in the United States, in the UK, we saw Brexit, but also in South Africa. When Jacob Zuma gets elected into, into the office of president, a lot of us put our hands up, ah, you know, people don't think and so on. But but that was a, a big mistake, right? Mm. These people are thinking. They're mm-hmm. thinking for themselves, which is what the election is about. They don't have to think about you. They're yeah, thinking about themselves. Mm. And they felt that this was the right candidate for them, mm-hmm. right, in their rational thoughts. And, and they might still be happy with him, by the way. Mm. Um, so so this thing where we get into our echo chamber and we start speaking as if, oh, no, you see, the whole country doesn't want Jacob Zuma. Oh, no, no, maybe you'd be surprised if you speak to people who You're he wrong. represents. Yeah. Yeah. And interesting, Zuma has said in the past, you know, people, the, the people that don't understand uh, democracy are all of us, us middle-class people. We don't understand democracy. We say we do when it, when it works when for it, us, yeah, yeah, but benefits. this is democracy. The mm. people have decided that this is who they want as president. Mm. We need to shut up <laughs> because this is democracy. Mm-hmm. Didn't, didn't we say we support democracy and so on, so well, this is, this, this, is, is this is an interesting
1: question that you bring up, Ra, and It's not the, the focus of our show today, but it's interesting how we talk about democracy and everyone's like, Oh yeah, I'm for democracy. Democracy, I think privileges the capitalist hierarchy. So democracy underpinned by capitalism is a huge, huge problem. Um, because there always needs to be a, a mass of some sort that is completely out of the system. So what is unbelievably ironic is that. Donald Trump represents not the masses, but the height of capitalism in America, for me at least. And this is why it's so fascinating. He has tapped into not his own thoughts, but the thoughts of the people. That's what's so brilliant about him. He is brilliant. These aren't his own thoughts. He's a capitalist someone, <laughs> capitalist pig. He's a capitalist pig. <laughs> and, um, but he's tapped into the fear of Middle America.
0: Who is not a capitalist pig? You are a capitalist pig. I'm a capitalist pig. We live in a capitalist society and our, our thoughts you are not sharing you're not sharing your food with, with those that don't have, uh, you, have no, you have you have you have you agree. have you have relative access no, in, in comparison? Why no. are you making me that bad? And guy? It's like uh, let's let's <laughs> not you know, I'm not a Trump. I am I'm scared. <laughs> I am so freaked out by this, but I think i we need to face what's happening in the face if we are going to understand it as Trump said, before you solve it, you're gonna, you, gotta you, name. Gotta name it. you you got to say, it. it, say its name. you got to name so it. you got to say its name. If you're going to solve it, you've got to say its name. you got to name it. So we need to stop saying this is irrationality and bonkers, and we need to say what it is. We need to face it in the face and admit that this is rational behavior by people and then understand what we do about it. Can you introduce our guests and stop talking <laughs> shit at this <laughs> show? <laughs> so today we thought, because we are 100% clueless on this issue. We thought we'd get a guest in who knows a lot more about this than we do. Uh, we've got Mr. Tinashi Chuchu. He is a lecturer in the School of Economics and Business Sciences at the University of the Witwatersrand. Uh for now, we don't know what it's going to be called uh, You know, with everything that's happening on the campuses. Um, he is also a, a member of the Vitz 2016 U.S. election panel of experts. So he is an expert. We hope he can help us un- understand uh, what is really going on because we are too emotional about this. We are labeling people as irrational. Perhaps he understands what the rational stream of thinking is amongst the, the U.S. electorate. Tinashe, good morning. Thank you so much for, for having me, Rory. Tinashe, uh, help us out, man. Um, first of all, let's just get some context right now. Where are where are the, the, the results sitting at the moment? What proportion of the results have been counted? Um, and what does it take for us to get to a point where a president is elected in the United States?
1: Okay. Right now, Trump... Trump will need. You got to come a little closer, Snatcher. We want to hear you. There you go. You got to come right onto that mic. There you go.
4: Okay, you can hear me now. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Right now, Trump only needs about five electoral college votes to win the election, and it seems like he's doing well in the Rust Belt. That's where you have Wisconsin and Michigan. And what a lot of people, especially posters, didn't see, was that these Trump voters didn't just emerge from nowhere. These Trump voters are Obama voters. Strange as it may sound. Mm. This was a change election. And a lot of people who voted for Trump were the same people who voted for Obama. There are a lot of people who were saying, I voted for change in 08. They say I'm voting for change. Mm. And what also happened was there was a group of voters known as the silent majority. Now, now, the silent majority has a voice. Mm. It We can't blame pollsters for, for having bad data because posters were relying on what the people were saying. I feel that it was difficult for a lot of people to say, I'm voting for Trump publicly mm. because the poster might say, did you hear what he said two hours ago? Mm. Did you hear what he said about women? Mm. So a lot of people were known as lean in. Voters It means the person leans in and whispers in your ear to say, "I think I'll vote for Trump, but mm. I can 't say it mm. so so many people couldn't say they, they would vote for Trump, but they wanted change, and we, we have to be objective. Hillary Clinton was going to be a, a, a continuation of the Obama years, mm. and a lot of people were not happy with uh, the the last four Obama years. So I I find that um, it, it shouldn't be shocking that the people who voted for Trump were the same people who voted for Obama. Because if you look at it, Trump took Ohio, Pennsylvania, Florida. He took all three major swing states. He only needed to take one of them, mm. but he took all three of them. Mm. And if you look at uh, 08, Obama took all three of them. In in uh, 2012, we took all three. Hmm. So there was no way that you could have won without the Obama voters because in a typical election year, we look at maybe 120, 130 million people voting in America. The number didn't change much. Okay. But you uh, redrew the map. Hmm. The last time uh, Michigan was won by a Republican was in 88 when George Bush Sr. won Michigan. Hmm. Hmm. And Wisconsin was even won a lot earlier than than that by a Republican. And if you look at Ohio, the last president to to win Ohio was the last Republican also to be president, George Mm. Bush. Mm. So I think that um, it's it's going to require analysts to re-look at how they analyze political data because it won't make sense to say someone who voted for Obama also voted for Trump. Yeah. And I can tell you a, a stat that will shock you. Do you know that um, Trump received a larger proportion of the Hispanic vote than Mitt Romney? <laughs> Mitt wow. Romney received 27% of the Hispanic vote. Trump received 29 And this is the same guy who no, people thought he was not even going to get more than 15% of the Hispanic vote. Mm. And... Experts were saying that look at the Hispanic vote. George Bush got 44% of the Hispanic vote. Mm. He was the last Republican to win uh, the White House. Mm. And after George Bush, we had John McCain. John McCain had about, um, he had slightly, more, you could say he was in the ballpark of, actually, Mitt Romney had about 22, mm-hmm. but John McCain had about 27. Mm. John McCain at 27, Mitt Romney at 22, they all lost the election. Trump actually has more Hispanic votes. He
0: grew the Hispanic
4: vote. He grew the Hispanic vote. And this is a guy who wants to build a A wall. wall.
0: Well, he's probably there saying, look, there are enough of us now. We're here. So let's just build the wall so that these guys don't come in and spoil it for the rest of us.
4: Exactly. And I can tell you something crazy that you also said regarding uh, Hispanics. Um, there are a lot of things that happen in American politics that are politically incorrect. Mm. You can't say that as Republicans, uh, we have to block amnesty. Mm. And for for listeners who, are my, who might not be familiar with uh, amnesty in America, it, it to be honest, it was a way of blocking undocumented Mexicans from having a path to citizenship. Mm. So what happens is... Imagine there are 11 million undocumented Mexicans. 11 million. Mm. That's like the size of Houten <laughs> yeah. in America. Yeah. And you give them amnesty. Yes. Uh, they are now citizens. Yes. yes. Logic will tell you they'll vote demo- for the Democratic Party. Yes. They won't go Republican. Yeah. And a lot of Republicans were saying there's no way we'll uh, approve uh, amnesty. Amnesty, yeah. and they, But they couldn't say why they wouldn't want to approve it. Mm. Because if you have 11 million people voting one way, you can stop being a party. Yeah. That's what happened to black voters. The Republicans lost the black voters in, during the Nixon era. Mm. Nixon implemented what's known as the Southern Strategy, mm. where you use race to divide people. Mm. And all the blacks went, went to, to, the Democrats. to the Democrats. Yeah. So now what is happen- what would happen is potentially all the 11 million Hispanics would probably go, Democrat, Democrat yes. exactly, And re- there's no way you can make up for 11 million votes. Yeah. So my point is, he actually said that. He said, no no amnesty, mm. because this would be the last election we can win. We
0: can win, yes.
4: He says things that people think. Yes. And I was watching one of the debates. I could actually predict what the other uh candidates were going to say. Mm. But with Trump, it's funny. He said what a normal person would say. Yes. And in every... Uh, he, he actually never used to use a teleprompter. Mm. Everything was off the cuff. Yeah, so yeah. I think that posters, we can't blame them because voters gave them that information. Yes, And they were lying. There's yeah. something called a Bradley effect. Yes. So in 1982, there was a black um, candidate for the gubernatorial race in California. And all the white uh, voters, potential voters in California were saying we'll vote for Tom Bradley. Tom Bradley will vote for him. Mm. Then when people had to vote, he lost in a landslide. Wow. So people thought in eight there was going to be a Bradley effect where everyone couldn't say, I won't vote for Obama because people might think you're racist. Mm. But he actually won. Mm. The Bradley effect wasn't there. But clearly this time it was there.
1: Tonight it was going to be a Bradley effect in the opposite direction, to be honest. Yeah, I thought all these... these uh, Trump voters would be like, yeah, we'll vote for Trump, blah, blah blah, and then as soon as they get there, vote for Clinton. But cheap is not the case. So.
0: Well, it's. Uh, uh. I think it's. It's another interesting thing is uh, these. This divide that exists between us. So I say us who think that we are the, the we hold the monopoly to rationality, and everybody else, and we look like we're in a gr- an increasing min- minority. What is going on in the world, Tinashe? What? What, what is it? So if you're saying that Trump said the things that people were actually thinking. What are people actually thinking right now? Are we seeing a class revolt across the world?
4: There's a class revolt, and um, you can look at Brexit. So this is um, a mirror image of Brexit, in my opinion. For instance, one of the main um, drivers uh, for the Brexit vote was that a lot of people in the UK felt that the UK was sucking up to the eu it wasn't taking care of its citizens and british citizens were being viewed as second-class citizens Mm. and if you remember trump was saying uh, illegal immigrants are treated better than war veterans
0: Mm. uh
4: in america Mm. so now what happened was um if you if you you look at this trump wants to impose a 35 percent tariff for all imports into the u.s uh, that will definitely help the US. Mm-hmm. People inside the US will benefit from that. Mm. But that would be bad for com- countries that want to do business well, with the global US. Global trade, yeah. Exactly. Mm. So y- his protectionist views uh, were very appealing. Just like here in South Africa. If it's expensive for for companies to do business with us, it means we benefit from that. Mm. They wouldn't benefit. Mm. And what people also didn't see was that a lot of people who didn't like Trump were not American. Where you find the Italian Prime Minister didn't like him. So many world leaders didn't like him. Hmm. And right now in South Africa, everyone is sad right now. Who I who sent me a message is <laughs> sending me him. I usually get smiley faces. Today yeah, I'm getting sad faces. Sad faces. <laughs> yeah. But all these people didn't matter because Americans were the only people who mattered. Yeah. And if he's telling you that I'm putting a 35 percent tariff, it's going to be appealing to Americans. Mm-hmm. Because since 1913 it was a 20 percent tariff. He's spiking it by 15 percent.
0: What then um. happens to, to, to American exports? Because obviously what we're going to then see is other countries retaliating with their own protect, protectionist measures. Um, Brinkmanship and, and, on steroids. And, right? yeah, and there we go with, uh, with, with globalization. It's, yes. it's, it's done. Um, we all in a protectionist world. What does that look like?
4: Uh, I think uh, to analyze this, we're going to need a full day. (laughs) But I can just say it's uh, countries um, that are currently doing a business with the US might uh, retaliate because there's no way you can put a 35% tariff and I uh, accept and maybe maintain the same tariff that I have on my side. So I think other countries will try to raise their tariffs. But at the same time, it's all about looking at who has more bargaining power. If South Africa says we want to punish the U.S., uh, that wouldn't work out well because South Africa needs the U.S. It's a since small it's, market.
0: We're, we're, yes. we're a small market in relation. But does that does this then not bring us to Andrew's biggest fear? Is that uh, when economic when the economic uh, battles begin, they're going to need to be supported by political battles and and, and political war because the US, if we decide that we're now going to block US products, for example, and the rest of the world decides to do the same, the US will need to force its way into countries and the only way that it will be able to force its way into countries then is to take the political route. Uh, So are we we then not seeing a a higher probability of wars happening? Because now uh, the economics don't make sense. We might be a small market but markets like China and And so on are quite big for the u s yes if they decide to shut their borders if 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 South America decides it's going to shut its borders, what type of an America do we begin to see?
4: I think uh we can take a step back a bit because um to be honest, yes, You proposed a thirty five percent tariff, but when we look at a reality we it's not going to be practical because right now. China is America's largest trading bloc, mm. and the EU is also a major trading bloc for the U.S. Mm. Uh, Trump's hand is going to be forced to keep it at 20%. I can give you a good example. When Obama was running for president, one of his biggest uh, talking points was that he's going to close Guantanamo Bay. Right now, Guantanamo Bay is still open. Mm. <laughs> and so. Guantanamo Bay almost single-endedly destroyed the U.S. image, mm. globally. Mm. But you couldn't close Guantanamo Bay and what will what Mr Trump is going to see is that when you get into Washington, you become an insider.
0: It's a different ballgame. Mm. He's
4: going to be the same person he was fighting against. Yeah. Because to be honest, we'll see what what will happen, but I can tell you that um he is probably not going to get a single uh vote from House Republicans. Because it's not like you can just dictate things in the US. Yeah. They rely heavily on um uh, the balance of power. Mm. So I think it's going to face a lot of resistance.
1: I yeah. think what's interesting in this whole uh, run up to to the vote and and now seeing the results is how amazing the you know these concepts. Of bringing or collectivization are in terms of hate, hate cells, and we've seen that across the whole world. We saw Brexit; there was a whole bunch of hate. We saw, um, you know, like Trump's rhetoric is all about hate. But you
0: see that that is what, that is what I'm challenging us to do is is we're framing it as hate. Um, but is it really hate? Is 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 there something else? Is there a deeper strand here that for for lack of better for lack of better words, we're just referring to as
1: hate. Tanash is, you can see Tanash is (laughs) an academic, he's put his hand up. Uh, Tanash this is a conversation. What what do you want to say on this issue?
4: Okay, me being the typical academic. (laughs) um, Okay, Uh, in terms of hate, uh, if you remember Karl Rove, uh, George Bush uh, Jr.'s um, chief strategist, used what was known as the divide and conquer approach. So if you just put in race, you can white people go one side minorities go one side a lot of people who voted for trump were working class white uh americans and as a lot of people said this block is not enough to win the election oh now we see that they are wrong but they felt that uh, minorities like hispanics african-americans and a few white voters might make up what's known as the obama coalition but we can now see that the Trump coalition is bigger than all these minorities put together. So I think when we say hate sales, it actually does because... You
1: a lot see, Rory, you see, uh, the <laughs> academic agrees with me.
4: Uh, but it doesn't mean the academic he's knows everything.
1: He's been captured. Oh, he's, he's been
4: captured. No, it no, has been, no,
1: been captured. Oh, a state fully. Capture. fully. Oh, but oh, but fully you know,
4: like oh, on a serious point, what I would actually want to say is that um, I, I closely followed the election and a lot of people were saying, I'll vote for Trump because Mexicans are jumping into my farm. Like a lot of people who stay in Arizona, yeah. Texas, these states that border um, Mexico, we're actually saying we'll vote for him because these guys are um, jumping into my farm. And I have some American friends. We're actually saying that these Mexicans are all over Texas. And poor, poor white Americans compete for the same jobs. Mm. So they were actually saying that we'll vote for Trump. And what also happens is, um, people were saying Trump is a billionaire how does he appeal to poor white people the thing is poor white people are competing with Mexicans for the yeah. same jobs yeah. and he's saying that I'll chase away 11
1: million people
0: so that you can have jobs and I'll put a wall
4: on yeah. top of that yeah. so he was so appealing to <sighs>
1: but I wonder working. if that. sorry Rory yes, just right. to just to say I wonder if the, the hate that I spoke about maybe you're right maybe there's a reframing here but the hate talks to a deeper uh, emotion which is fear it's the fear of the Mexicans. It's the fear of, you know, in the Cold War, it's the fear of the Russians. It's the fear of the Chinese and the Asian inclusion. It's this fear that then leads people to vote for the devil they know. You know, not the devil they don't know, the devil they know. And, and Trump has literally played right into that.
4: And I can add on to that. Uh, speaking about fear, do you know uh, when Trump um, proposed this Muslim ban, it wasn't just because maybe he doesn't like Muslims or he thinks Muslims are dangerous to the States. What was happening was Ted Cruz had a surge. At the time, Ted Cruz was doing so well. Mm. And Trump figured that if he says, I'm going to chase away or ban Muslims from entering the US, it's going to be, it's going to be crazy. Uh, the media will go crazy. So what actually happened was, one, he got all the attention after he proposed the Muslim ban. And he also tapped into Muslim fear. You know, uh, a lot of people, for some reason, they're afraid of Muslims. Mm. For no reason. Mm. Mm. And he tapped into what regular people think, but they can't say. And it also helped him get attention because everyone was saying, uh, I condemn this. This is bad. This is um, the worst type of person. How can you say you want to ban Muslims? But it appealed to a lot of people. And it also removed the spotlight from Ted Cruz because the only reason why Marco Rubio did uh, did a bit well towards the end was that he was now having a personal fight with Trump. With Trump yeah. So anyone who wanted attention had to fight Trump and had to sort of respond to what Trump says. And this debate was centered around Trump. You can look at all the debates. He had more speaking time. He was always in the center. And even when he refused to go to one of the debates, he's event was competing for yeah. airtime
0: it's very you know for me it's 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 just very very interesting because it's it again raises this idea that we are missing the conversations that really matter uh, in the hearts and minds of people across the world um and 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 clearly the the conversation was i mean this is politics almost politics 101 uh because you don't come in if you come in with a very fuzzy message. I've been in politics and I have failed. So I I think I have a better sense of how to lose an election.
2: you. Why you like I, that? I do.
0: I, I, I am an expert at how to lose an election. It wasn't your fault that It you doesn't lost. matter. I was inside a losing I, I we lost an election, but the, one of the weaknesses was we were very fuzzy. It was very, you know, very um big terms and you 're very collectivist you 're trying to appeal to everybody um, and you 're trying to be nice and you 're trying to follow the, the the you know virtue the lines of virtue. Mm. Julius comes in and he says i 'm creating first of all a clear distinction in the mind of voters about who we 're going against and who we 're for we 're against white monopoly capital, and we 're for black people who have been marginalized right Very clear in the minds of ordinary people what that means. This is what we 're fighting for." We're not, we're not trying to find a middle ground. We're not trying to, this is what we're fighting for. Once elected, we can find a way to, uh, trace back our steps and yes. find a middle ground. But yes. in the election, in the heat of the battle, we are very clear about who our enemy is and what our ideals are. Uh, and was that the sense is, is that Trump seemed to tap into that? He quickly, you know, anti Muslim, anti Mexicans, anti the fact that he might not, it is another thing but he's very clear whereas the, the 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 Clinton administration like right now I'm trying to think what what is the big thing that Clinton Promise that she would do. You, you it's, it's You won't remember. You won't remember a thing. But you remember mm. that Trump said he was going to build a wall. You, you know, we're going to profile uh, uh, Muslims that come in. We're going it, to. It's it's much clearer with 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 Clinton right now. I'm sitting here. I followed it. I wasn't uh, I wasn't as passionate about it as I've been with last with past elections. But I don't remember a single thing that she that she said she was going to do. Uh, the thing is, um,
4: uh, you make a very a very uh, valid point because. Um, the way I said, Clinton was your typical politician. Mm. Uh, she was the same as Jeb Bush, Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz. All these uh, politicians, um, they have to say certain things. I can give you a quick example. I don't know how long this show is. <laughs> um, uh, Hillary Clinton said, you, "You have to have two positions. One is your public position. Yeah. Th- one is like your a- private position. Y- yes." And it feeds into negative stereotypes that people have with politicians. Mm. So now with Trump, if he says that I'm going to do A, B, C, and D, he's going to say the exact same thing throughout. Mm. Sometimes it can even make it worse, like the Muslim ban. They, they say to him, how are you going to know if someone is a Muslim? Mm. Then he said on the ID, mm. they have to indicate they're Muslim. Mm. And people said, how is this different from the Holocaust when Jews had to be profiled? And people thought, I ah, know he's, he's gone. Yeah. You can't profile people. Yeah. But my point is that, uh, with politicians, they, they say a lot of things for political expedience. Like Hillary Clinton used to support NAFTA. Uh, a lot of politicians usually support a popular position. There was one time she was against, um, homosexuals when she was a senator. Mm. Now she is for gay marriage. Mm. So, the thing is, a lot of uh, politicians move with uh, opinion. Yeah. So now with Trump, he says things that he thinks, um, I don't know if we can say are right or wrong, mm. but
0: it doesn't go with, uh, with yeah, but, the general but, but consensus. But let's, yes. let's just tap into his flip-flopping yeah. because he also flip-flopped. Yes, there are a lot does. of things that he used to support and now he doesn't support. How come it was okay for him? It didn't sink him, but it's clearly sunk uh, Hillary Clinton. Yes. What 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 is it about him? Is it the fact that popular media then attacked him and turned him into a victim when he said those things, or in what part of of that can the ordinary person relate to?
4: Okay, no, that's a very good question. I like that question. The first thing was Trump was being assessed use, using um, a different standard. Right now, if if a politician does not have a clear foreign policy, that Politician is decimated, hmm. but he, if he, okay, if he uses a teleprompter, they say he's presidential. If he doesn't attack someone at two in the morning on Twitter, they say he's presidential. Yeah. The standards were lower for Trump, to be honest, because reading it a, a teleprompter is standard for someone who's running for president. But for him, it was a plus. Uh, not insulting people on Twitter was a plus for him. So, if you look at um, the, the onset the media couldn't really put him on the same level as other politicians because they were saying no he's an outsider if he doesn't know much about ISIS we can give him a pass mm. because he, he he was never privy to intelligence yeah so i think that he was able to get away with so many things because they said he's not a politician he doesn't know these things
0: give him a ch- but why no. why are we going to give him a chance now when you know why are we going to trust him? He's not a pro- he's not experienced. When experience was such a big part of the previous elections, I remember when Hillary went up against uh, Obama. That was one of Obama's biggest weaknesses: yes. his his inexperience. He still won, but it was it it it, it counted a lot against him then. Yes. Um, this time, the inexperience of Donald yes. Trump doesn't seem to matter to to, yes. to most of the voters. What happened? Yes, can
4: I just tell you a, a brief history to explain that point? So what happens is, um, when you look at Donald Trump, I think now a lot of people know he's the first president, we can we might as well call him president, without um, military experience, political experience, or any government experience <laughs> at all. So uh, I just had to take that uh, outside. And the only other person who didn't have political experience was Eisenhower. But Eisenhower can say, I won the World War. Yeah. I
0: mean, yeah. <laughs> so
4: uh, uh, that's significant. Mm. He was a general who became president. So my point is how do we trust someone without any experience at all? Yeah. That's a good question. Uh and when you look at um people okay one, one thing that worked in his favor was that he is a successful business. Mm. But now when you run a business um you, there are certain things that you can dictate. Yes. And when you run a country there's a lot of compromise. Obama the reason why he couldn't achieve as much as he wanted he had to compromise. Mm. So I have a feeling that Trump might face serious gridlock. And I can give you a good example. Let's say he wants to build a wall. That wall right now is going to need 25 billion US dollars. You, If you put it in rand, it's in the trillions. And the US is that kind of money. They do have 25 billion US dollars to build a wall. And to put it in context is 200 miles, which is 400 kilometers. Four hundred oh, kilometers. Of
0: wall. Of wall. That must still be maintained after that. Exactly. Yeah.
4: And um they can do, the, the US government can afford to pay that mm-hmm. for that. And there are people who voted for him because he said he was going to build a wall. Building a wall doesn't require political experience. It doesn't require military experience. <laughs> it
0: requires it, construction experience. And he's
4: a construction man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so no, uh, uh,
4: okay, sorry, just, just to be quick on the point. I I just wanted to say you said we'll build a wall. But I don't see that ball happening because when 80 people were shot in the Orlando nightclub, uh, the Democrats wanted to take it to a vote. Do you know they couldn't even take it to the Senate? To say, can't we discuss ways of uh, addressing gun violence? They couldn't even take it with the Senate when 80 people were killed. How will a war be up? But
0: Tanashi, that was in an instance where the president is Democrat and Congress uh, is Republican. Yes. In this instance, are we not now seeing a Republican president with a Republican uh, Congress?
4: That's, and a Republican Senate. And a Republican
0: Senate as well. So, so, so things can
1: be quickly done,
0: no? Yes.
4: They can.
1: Wow. So, uh, if you just joined the the conversation, uh, we are speaking on the Tuesday voting, or sorry, the Wednesday, the day after the vote when the results come through. Uh, we're asking, uh, frankly speaking, are Trump voters acting rationally? Just to let you know, as we've been speaking, guys, um, the New York Times has just announced that Donald Trump is, uh, the new president of uh, the United States of America. Uh, it is it is unbelievable. It is absolute nonsense. Heiko, heiko, once I got George Koch, we thought we had problems. With Zoom. There is no problems. There are no problems. Let me tell you something. It is a brilliant day that half or more than half of America do not know where South Africa is. They think it's in Australia. That's great news for us. That is great news for us. You know, I wanted to ask you something, Rory. Um, we we uh, we're quickly coming to the end of the show, but I wanted to ask you something. Because of your experience as a, what you call it, I'm going to be a retired politician. You'll say a failed politician. Let's not use such harsh language for you, my friend. <laughs> a retired politician. And I saw, you know, I was a big supporter. I even had the shirt um that you gave to me that you said I must wear. <laughs> yeah. But... But I I watched your debates when you were debating against other politicians, and you always, you know, you did the Michelle Obama thing. When they go low, we go high. You always took the moral high ground. It didn't work, right? It hasn't worked here again in the American election. It didn't work for the Brexit thing. This moral high ground, you know, we will we will say what we can actually do, and not just do say anything Mm. that that gets us the votes. On reflection, do you think, because now... You can't eat moral high ground. Full stop. But what does that mean?
0: You can't eat moral high ground. You tell me you're going to give me land. So is this, this, is gonna-
1: a, this is a learning from, from your experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So you can. I think it's about how do you couch moral high ground in the things that people really care about, mm. right? But you can't sell me a virtue. I can't eat it. I can't... Give me something. So, I remember we were in Alexandra one day and, and, and our leader... Was going on about you know we you've been lied to you've been told be, people have promised you things we're not going to do that we're a different type of uh, a, a political party we are not going to lie to you and make empty promises what we're going to do is work with you to solve your problems mm. right a lady put up her hand and said um, are you going to build me a house or not <laughs> and the leader question. the leader replied and said no no didn't you hear what I said I said look. We, Promises have been made to you that weren't fulfilled. I don't want to make that promise to you right now and be unable to fulfill it. What I want to do is I want to work there. with you. <laughs> I want us to work together to solve the problems that you and your neighbors have so that we build an amazing community for you and so on. She put up her hand again and she said, does that mean you're going to build me a house or you're not going to build me a house? <laughs> that's, when our leader, that's when our leader flipped. They're <laughs> like, ah, do you not hear me? <laughs> so, but isn't that the so, point, So right? that's the thing.
1: Isn't that the point that that you you know we're talking about these rational people and we're going oh these these Trump voters they're irrational but they're not they they they've got certain needs they've got certain wants they've got certain desires that they have and yet you didn't speak to them as a, as a as a retired politician it's uh it it
0: probably then says it says a lot about it says a lot about. Um, maslow's hierarchy of needs right mm. it's 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 perhaps that uh those that are able to to tap into the lower levels of the hierarchy of needs so it probably takes you you have to reach self-actualization to want to be president probably it's it, it, that's probably what it gets to is you, you have to be at a level of self-actualization you've ser- serviced all of the different needs you're not self-actualization you want to make broad impact happen right um but you don't you don't succeed at that by appealing to um, self-actualization ideals, yeah. ideals, you then need to go back and say, what is a person who is on those lower levels of need? What What is it that that defines what their lives look like? The interesting thing is that, for example, the Julius Malema started uh, appealing to those lower levels and is increasingly seeing himself getting support from Mm. even those that are on the higher levels of the hierarchy of needs. So there's a very interesting thing here about being able to tap into what people are and to name it i think trump's if if trump if we could get take any advice from trump about how to win an election is before you say before you solve it you got to say it by name and 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 that's what he was good at he was good at saying it's a wall i'm going to build a wall everybody understands what a wall is um and there's no and there's no ambiguity about what a wall is right uh, we're not going to speak about integrity because there's 10 different definitions of integrity we're not going to speak about um Uh, whatever, like whatever political ideals and so on because there's ten different versions. A wall is a wall. Saying no to Muslims is saying no to Muslims. That's just that's just how it is. And that's perhaps what people are craving is, you know, tell it to me like it is. And stop and maybe perhaps stop assuming that I'm more intelligent than what I intelligent in terms of the, 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 the the typical definition of intelligence and so on is I'm a simple person, I want simple things. Give it to me and tell me what you're going to do for me
4: we Will Sage. Will
0: Sage. <laughs> Will
1: Sage. <laughs> <laughs> that's, why that's why he's a politician. And listen, WeChat, we've been getting quite a few messages. Uh is saying, I'm finding it hard to reconcile that voters that voted for Obama are the same ones that voted for Trump. Wait, uh, are their policies the same or related? I tried looking for what Trump's policies are, but I couldn't find anything solid. I mean, why did Americans go to that extreme? I'm in disbelief. Tanesh,
4: Okay. All right. The thing is, The voters that voted for Obama were change voters. Trump was a change candidate. So regardless of those voters being, um, at that time, they were, they, they voted Democrat. So what actually happened now was those people who voted for Obama, a lot of them were not necessarily Democrats at the time. They were independent. That's how you win a U.S. election mm. because that country is so divided. It's almost 40-40 and the the um, victor is uh, solely, okay, or you could say to, to win the election, you solely depend on independent voters mm. because it's almost 40-40. Mm. So what happened was Obama won because so many independent voters were angry at Bush. They were angry at the Republican Party and these independent voters just switched. Mm. So those people were not Democrats to begin with; they were independent. Mm. Those are the same independent voters who did. It. They were not married to Obama. They that, didn't have any commitment to. Yes, him.
0: and they're not. They're not married to a party. They're they married. They're married to this thing of change.
4: Exactly. Mm. That's that's why we can say the Trump voters are also the Obama voters. Jeez. Yes,
0: Andrew, I think we should uh, put ourselves thrust ourselves into history, and declare the race.
1: The race, <laughs> the race is over. In, uh, Donald Trump has officially won. Oh, you want to put us in the race?
0: No, let's declare it. Oh, Go declare ahead. it. Okay. So, Be the voice that uh, ladies and
1: gentlemen, uh, Donald J. Trump has officially won the U.S. elections. He is giving his, uh, congratu- his acceptance the speech, speech oh. as we speak in New York right now. And, uh, I mean, What is interesting, just quickly before we go, because we are running out of time, is the only thing that I've heard throughout this campaign about Africa from Donald Trump – because like Americans don't care about Africa at this point in time. It's not on their radar, even though there are a huge amount of Africans living in America – is that he wanted to put Robert Mugabe in jail. Has there been any other African policies that he's spoken about, or are we literally going to be the dark continent for America for the next four years?
4: Um, I think, to be honest, Africa is probably going to be the darkest uh, continent because, as far as uh, is concerned, I don't see how Africans benefit him. Because if you look – I'm not saying all the people in Africa didn't like him, but I can't remember – Talking to anyone who was in favor of Trump, regardless of race, religion. Uh, I, I, and he probably knows that I did it by myself. No Africans, no world leaders. And all these world leaders were condemning him. African leaders didn't really like him. Except for Putin. Putin liked him, which is weird. Which because
0: now makes it very interesting.
4: Reagan is turning in his grave right now. <laughs> Just imagine.
0: I want us to just bring it home a bit because I, I, I'm curious about what this says about our local politics. Um, are we seeing the possibility of President Julius Malema in 2019? If, if, if this trend is, is something that, that we can project across the whole globe and say, you know, class revolts, people want change. Are we seeing, I mean, the ANC is, is falling apart. Could we have uh, President Julius Malema in 2019?
4: Uh, I'll try to be quick because of time. Uh, to be honest, if he can take a sizable chunk of ANC supporters, he's the next president. But these are re- a revolution struggle parties. NC is not a party. It's not breakfast where you can just eat up and uh, <laughs> uh, f- it's nice. finish. It's going to take decades or even longer. So the honest truth is if he can appeal to ANC people, then is the next president. But it's not easy uh, taking out a, a party that brought independence. Mm. Across Africa, revolution parties you just don't remove them
0: yeah they're deeply rooted yes. are you you're from Zim? yes so you know something about this <laughs> uh, people people have come you in
1: on the mark now. no
0: right? but people have come in and said change change the man the man is still there he's still there he's he's sitting pretty uh, oh, is that is that is that a similar experience you're saying in in africa uh, look at america have fun its entertainment its reality tv but come back home Ain't gonna happen here.
4: It's him, it, I can't comment. <laughs> what? I, I, I don't have any comments about him. Yeah, 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 I don't have That's a lie. Comments. That's
0: a lie. You're being an academic. <laughs> this is Cliff Central, uncensored, unradio. No, he doesn't want to get killed or jailed,
1: Rory. I mean, <laughs> I, I, come I, on, I, like, honestly. Comments regarding Zimbabwe. <laughs>
0: you see, you see, he knows. But, but, but what does this then say about what the, 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 the next election, the big theme around South African elections is going to be? And, how best to tap into what people are thinking? Because I think that, you know, if we are to draw parallels, yes, yes. We, we're not—we're not the same country. We're not in the same; they're very different things that play here. But you—you you do get a, a lot of that same sense around. You, you know, even with this thing of, uh, we're going to stand up for Pravin Gordon and so on. You see that. You know, the one side, so there were two marches on that day. You had Save SA and then you have you had Julius Malema. And it, it just felt like Julius, the EFF, uh, had, had more popular opinion than, than, than Save SA. Uh, it's sort of, they're, they're appealing to two very different people. And most of the middle class, or at least a lot of the middle class, are increasingly becoming, um, are, are increasingly opening their hearts up to the EFF. Yes. Um, Is that what's going to happen now? Is that the message that's going to drive uh, the future and the shape of South African politics moving forward?
4: I think you're spot on. And uh, speaking closer to to home, I can quickly speak about Wits, where I'm from. These students can just determine the next president. So Mm -hmm. if they don't get free fees in the next election cycle, that's it for NC. That's what I think.
0: But they're middle class. They're they're, they're still not. Th- mm, th- the the students a very good point. the students on campuses are middle class. Even if they say they're appealing for the poorest of the poor, they're still middle class students. Do you think that what the, their sentiment it mirrors what the sentiment of the blue collar uh, and rural voters are?
4: I know the, the thing is they are middle class. Oh, sorry, they are middle class, but they also appeal to a larger block. Mm. For instance, right now, maybe we, we, we can say it started at VETS. We thought that maybe this movement would just end at VETS, but it affected the whole country. Mm. And it will just also influence more people. So I think if there's no free education in the next election cycle, that's it. Mm. These universities will be closed like a store. They'll just close them up.
0: Yeah. Andrew... I can see you're just... (laughs) You are are dumbstruck. What's wrong, my friend? Tell me what you're feeling. Let let me pull in Andrew. Andrew, what are you feeling?
1: (laughs) Don't do that. No, what are you feeling? Tell me
0: what you're feeling. That's nonsense. Uh, No, no, what are you feeling? Nonsense is in the head. What are you Um, feeling in the
1: heart? No, what I'm feeling is... um, I'm feeling like... I think one of the biggest issues is the system that we face and... Donald Trump speaks to breaking mm. of that system. Uh, Andrew, what are you feeling? No, I'm your telling, heart. What's to going listen, on in your just heart? Just wait. Just wait. Mm. So I'm feeling like there's parts of me that are going, oh my God, I can't believe that the most powerful nation in the world. I mean, I don't care what you say, right? It doesn't matter whether you believe it or not. They are the most influential nation in the world by far, right? At this point in time. Has just elected a guy. That was on The Apprentice, and said, "You're fired." Wrong, you know, like all the, all the. So that's what's going in my. This that's, is the uh, same country that voted for Arnold Schwarzenegger to be a governor. So well, exactly. Hey. So, so something is broken. That's what I'm feeling. Something is broken. We we herald celebrity opinions as the most important. We see like those kind of people as like amazing, and then we're surprised when Donald Trump, who is a celebrity in himself. Has been elected as the president of the country. There you go. And, uh, something Tinashe's
0: is broken. Hand, okay. hand popped
4: up. I, that's a I beautiful hand. You don't have to <laughs> have a hand. I had to. Okay. The thing is, uh, you, you, I, I, your, your point is very powerful. When you said this is someone who did the apprentice, do you know during the apprentice, people actually respected him because he had this boardroom. Yeah. yeah then yeah. people were fighting to work for him. Yes. Mm-hmm. He was actually respected during that time, but he's, you can say he's the access Hollywood Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. That is crazy
0: yeah
4: if he's the donald trump apprentice it's even better because he was actually respectable yes. people wanted to work for him yes. but the access Hollywood donald trump
0: is <laughs> a very different donald trump <laughs> hey we're gonna what have to feeling? wrap this up what are you feeling right now uh, me i don't know chief i am you do know. i'm a black man in south uh, the southern tip of africa and donald doesn't give a hoot about me so me i'm just here and i'm just like hey let's see this is going to be very interesting we, I don't know what we're gonna see if they're going to be, uh, renewed. U.S.-Russian relations, that's going to be very interesting to watch. How does China fit into all of this? Because they've clearly been see- been labeled as the enemy. Uh, in the. U- How does Europe you know? feel about this? Uh, you know, Europe no, right I'll tell now. You why. I'll tell you is, why. Is,
1: because think about this, right? If Putin and America, if Russia and America make good relations, right, and are then suddenly on the same side, they will wipe Europe. No, but Trump
0: has too many interests in Europe. so So he might use that relationship actually to get Putin to calm down. We don't know. We'd have no idea what's going on, but I think the big lesson for us, those of us that think we're rational, especially those of us in the middle classes, I think it says a lot about how we engage with what's happening in our society and, and we need to get off our high horses mm. and stop looking at the world as though uh, our thoughts are universal. This is something that I think permeates across the rest of society.
1: What does it say? Tinash, uh, thank you, thank you for coming in. Tinashe thank tinashe you for Chuchu, me. thank you so much, brother. Vitz, uh, the Vitz Economics Department. Uh, can we get you on Twitter? What's your Twitter address? Do you have a Twitter address?
4: Tinash at Ch- Tinash One. Tina-
1: was was tinashe Chuchu tinashe zero taken? sorry <laughs> was Choo <choo-choo> Choo Zero Taken <laughs> Tinas Choo Choo Zero Taken <laughs>
4: that's what Twitter gave me <laughs> that's
1: what Twitter yeah, gave me yeah, pinch up. let's
0: get out of here it's I want to wish Jolene John a happy birthday a friend of mine
1: what is this? Are you getting paid per clicks or
0: it's, something? Uh, I'm just worried. <laughs> I'm just worried. She will forever remember yeah, her birthday. Is, is don- she will remember. She two, will remember yeah. for. She will forever remember her birthday as the day that Donald Trump was
1: elected president. Absolute nonsense. So it's, a it's a fiasco. It's a fiasco. Ciao, <Cheers>. ciao.
2: CliffCentral.com. <laughs>